you have to go find that story you have to go find that moment you have to go record that video you have to go do this and this and that which of course it takes me out of this comfort zone that I can't be in and, and, and just pushes me through that which I love Hey everyone, welcome to Brand Therapy, an all new episode of a podcast where we talk to everyday people with challenges in their business and their brand. We give advice for free. Phil, aren't we going to say who we are? Yes, I'm Phil. I'm Lauren. Well, yeah, (laughs) surprise. (laughs) We are brand strategists and we love our jobs. We love our jobs because it's an excuse to interact with fascinating people on a daily basis. Today is no exception. Yeah, today we've got a magical meeting ahead of us. I couldn't oh help myself. My yeah, Phil's just shaking his head right now. We are talking with an illusionist, and it's it's someone who we both actually know personally, and um, he's just so great. He is. He's very very nice. And uh, when I first met him, actually, he came up to me with a group of students that were all waiting to chat with me after I did a little session on branding, and I remembered him more than any other student that came up to me. Because he didn't come up to me and say, Phil, I just wanted to meet you and say hi. Phil, give me a job. Yeah, right. He said, Phil, want to see a magic trick? And I was like, who is this little Latino soap opera star? (laughs) And I said, yes, I want to see a magic trick. And that was the start of that. And he's actually really good. Like really, really, really good. He's really good. Yeah. And and part of the challenge We know that because we've seen him perform in real life. But how on earth do you communicate that on the web when Mm -hmm. people think something's been edited, you know? So in this episode, we will kind of figure out with with Nicholas how we're going to take his magic to social media. I think this episode is going to be magical. Okay, that... That pun has been used, sweetie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's, well, let's listen to the interview. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm from Bogota, Colombia, now living in LA as well, and I'm an illusionist. I do magic and illusionism since I was a little kid. So that's a short story of me. So... What are your goals? Obviously, it has something to do with being in LA as a backstory for those who don't know you. Prior to this, you lived in Las Vegas. That's where you wanted to move and wanted to work in magic. Exactly. But, but what did you learn by being there? Well, you know, the thing is that every magician in the world had, has that dream of, of going to Vegas. And so was me. That was my dream since I was a little kid. So I moved there and I had great stories, great experiences, but I discovered that that might not be the best place for me to be right now. There's a lot of people doing great money and shows, but that's sort of a place where people kind of end their careers. I came to that point, you know, David Copperfield, Chris Angel, you know, they already have a name. So they go there, They after creating a name, of course, on TV or whatever, and then they go there and they do money. But for Upcoming artists is a little bit different, you know. There's not a lot of uh, new things happening. It's almost the same routine every day. So I learned a lot. I worked with great magicians. I'm so grateful that I could be there and, you know, just scratch that from my to-do list. And now I'm in, in Los Angeles looking for, you know, new opportunities and more collaborations and projects. And, and it's exciting. I'm, I'm really, really, really happy. You mentioned how people like David Copperfield have their careers and then end up in Vegas. What do you see your yep. career looking like? What do you want? 
Well, right now, everything has changed a lot, right? Everything in entertainment, as you guys know. So Copperfield and, 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 and them, you know, Chris Angel and all of them made a career on TV when TV was the, the big thing. So they created huge specials and TV shows that gave them a name. So right now it's different. We all know that TV is not that same big thing anymore and that social media has grown a lot and has sort of taken the place of, of TV. So I think that's the distribution channel that I need to use for my career. So my plans basically here in LA is growing a solid project, collaborating with other artists, creating content, creating videos of my magic, of course, performing in, in venues, in red carpets, uh, for hopefully for actors, uh, movie stars, so I can grow a name, I can create excellent content, so I can move forward with my career, not with TV, but with social media. But that is, in all seriousness, yeah. a much more realistic goal. Although I'm not sure that those are all goals. I think some of those are milestones along the way. Sum it up if you can sure. into, into one sentence. What do you want to achieve? What is that goal? That goal is to become one of the, to kind of to break in the American market as a magician and, uh, you know, being on my age, you know, like in, in this next, in, in this next year's like kind of, breaking into that American industry as a Latin performer, which is my differentiator. Forgive my ignorance in the illusionist and magic world, but do you see illusionists using social media today? Like, is that a saturated market or do you think that you you sort of have an edge in that space? What I think is that we, I still have a, a chance, how to say it, like a, a space in that, because even though many magicians are trying to uh, move into that direction, we have seen some of the some some big ones. For example, Julius Dean is is one of them. You might have seen him on social media. He's the guy that does like fast videos on the web, doing magic for people on the street. That's what people are are wanting right now. Are demanding that fast kind of content. So I think there is a lot of space. Not many magicians are doing that, which I think is exciting because there's a lot of space, and I have lots of ideas that I want to implement. What are some of those ideas you want to implement? I'd, I'd love to get specific. Well, many magicians just, you know, go to go specifically to the point of doing magic. So they will go to some people in the street and say, hey, let me show you some magic trick. They would uh, take out the cards, do a trick, and then, you know, go, which is fine. But that, that has already been done. When it comes to me, I like surrounding my magic with, with a story. For example, in the supermarket. Let's say I go to the supermarket and I do magic with a soda can, with, uh, you know, with some meat, who knows, and with some uh, chocolate, you know? So instead of just going to the point of the magic, surrounding it with a, with a context, with a more relatable context and, and, and story so that people can, of course, relate to magic as they do, for example, with comedians. Comedians talk about things that happen to the people, and that's why we relate to comedians so much. If we magicians can come to more relatable topics and just kind of connect with the people in a different way, I think the magic and uh, these sort of art can grow tremendously. I'm sort of seeing it like called something along the lines of everyday magic and just yeah. showing. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. That would be, for example, every idea. And I did sort of six videos last year of magic in everyday situations. So for example, I would go to a restaurant. The restaurant would be too expensive. I would take out five bills. They would be, you know, $1 bills. So I had just $5. Then 
then I would turn them into $100 bills and I would go into the restaurant, you know, instead of just going to a guy saying, hey, I have $5 and now I have 100 Wow, applause. And so what are <laughs> the challenges of trying to present magic or illusions on the internet? Because there's certainly a pretty incredible impact it can make in person. But the minute you throw technology yeah. in the way, people suspect, well, that was edited, that was planned, that was, yeah. you know, done in post. How do you deal with that? There are actually some specialist tech artists right now on Instagram and, you know, on Facebook and whatever that they're recognized for kind of doing those kind of tricks, you know, but with post-production. So it's, it's of, co of course, hard, but that's where, for example, doing magic also for live audiences on camera can support the live magic. The problem is that many magicians are damaging that, you know, that area because they're, they're uh, buying the, the spectators to, to, to get fake reactions, you know? There's a guy that was caught while talking to the people saying like, hey guys, you're not gonna see anything, just scream, react, and things like that. So, so people were filming that was posted and it was exposed. So they, they damaged that, that kind of that market and the people don't, don't think that that's real anymore. So when you can plug magic into everyday life, or, for example, hidden cameras or things like that where people can react and give some sort of uh, genuine reactions, that helps a lot. I love where this is going. My question for you is, what do you need our help with? Do you need help coming up with a social media plan? Do you want a sort of on-the-ground strategy for the like you now that you're in L.A.? What, what can we help you with? I think that we artists need help of people, you know, in, in a lot of areas. and. With you guys specifically, I think that, as I mentioned to you, social media is my my main distribution channel right now or the one I want to work with, uh, you know, more into the point. So I think a social media strategy would work a lot to, you know, just have a look at the content that is on the web and how can we differentiate our, ourselves from the people doing that on the web. That would be point one. Point two, try to consolidate the brand I think a little bit more to just establish those main points of the brand and try to just yeah consolidate the brand, uh, create a, a marketing plan, either a social media plan, and just try to come up with different ideas that people have not done on the web yet. One piece of advice I just thought of, and we can discuss this, that I've never actually given you before. You and I have had many conversations. But this problem of people being pessimistic and assuming that something has been doctored or photoshopped or done in post. Why can't you be doing your tricks on Instagram live? Have you done any tricks on Instagram live? Like on, 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 a, on a live streaming, you, you, you say? Yeah, well, on Instagram, right? You can either post photos to your yeah, gallery, uh, which we all know. You can yeah. do Instagram stories, which are video or photo uploads and live for the day. Or Instagram live. Have you done any live magic tricks? Yes, I have done it two or three times. I haven't exploded that feature a lot, but yeah, I have done some trying to trying to do it on cool places, on cool spaces. Well, I'd love to see you take that and run with it and maybe do it weekly. Maybe do it on a routine basis, right? Where it's kind of your own show, it's your own act. And even if you don't have a lot of viewers live, then people will be able to watch it for 24 hours after. Now you can also 
you can save that video to your phone and upload it on YouTube or have it available on your website if people want to browse it later. Now, even, if you're able to grow your audience and build a loyal subscriber base, there's third-party tools like OnlyFans, which allow you to offer a subscription to your Instagram content so that people can access the content that would normally expire after 24 hours anytime they want by paying a small fee as low as 10 you know, $15 a month. So I think that live feature keeps it exciting. Not only does it allow you to take something, a piece of content, and brand it on a routine basis, but it keeps you in tip-top shape, practicing in that live format, yeah. which is very similar to what you're doing on stage. What do you think? That's amazing. Yeah, that's, that, I think that's a great idea. Maybe doing it weekly, you know, Monday Magic or something, Magic Mondays, whatever, and just doing some live feature from different parts, bringing people on the live feature too, and, uh, you know, just interacting and talking and doing magic. I think that's a great idea. We're talking about Instagram right now, and I think we should continue this discussion on how you build out this platform, because I think, and I'm curious to know, Lauren, your thoughts on this, but I have a feeling it's the most important platform for you. Lauren, weigh in. I definitely think so, for sure. And I think that you can also use the sort of other parts of Instagram to your advantage, too. Obviously, there's live and Phil. That's such a good idea. I really, really like the live idea for you, but use stories to sort of promote your live show and also just kind of show some more fun behind the scenes part of your life. It, it sounds ridiculous, but even though you are a performer and an artist, there's still a lifestyle that goes hand in hand with that. So no, just make, sure. yeah, so, so let people see what's going on in your life and not just posing with people for pictures or when you're out to special dinners or whatever, like just actually show what's going on in your life and be authentic while doing it. And um, for the gallery, I like how your gallery is looking right now. It's very natural. I love the photos that you got in Bogota because it's showing you in the moment. There's a lot of movement to it. So just make sure that that what you're posting on your gallery isn't too posy and um, has, a, has a bit more okay. action to it. Okay, yeah, yeah. I completely agree with you on showing more of the lifestyle, you know, the of the behind the scenes, not just of the magic and the art of the performance, whatever, but the life, you know, like a daily daily talk with all the audience, which is very important. What other systems can we create to make sure the gallery is on par? And also, I haven't looked yet, but are you posting content routinely? How often are you posting content to Instagram? I think once or twice a week when it's a, when it's a, you know, and an active week, I would say I, I, I post two times per week. That's not enough. That's not enough. You need to be posting more than that. <laughs> you need to be posting once a day. Okay. You're not going to grow following okay, no, posting yeah. twice a week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we can't grow that brand in that way. I'm, I'm, I'm agree with you. Okay, great. So let's come up with what your posts are going to be. Hold on. I think Phil has something to say. Me? What about you? Oh, yeah. I love putting you on the spot. You do. This is the moment in the podcast where we've decided that we're going to tell you what we do for a living. Who needs sponsors when we can just sell our services? Sponsor it ourselves. <laughs> so you're listening to us at work. We thought we'd tell you that, in fact, we offer this as a service. It's called a brand audit. So our brand audit, instead of being in a short podcast episode, it's completely private and it's a 90-minute consultation. And if you like what you're hearing, and if you like, especially in part two, the advice that we give, 
feel free to visit philpallon.expert slash therapy. There, there's a special link if you want the brand audit where you will get a discount. We're going to make it a 15% discount. There we go. That's what other podcasts do, at least. 15% off a brand audit if you want it. Shall we get back to the show? Let's do it. So let's come up with what your posts are going to be. Lauren is really good at this, so I'm going to pass the microphone to her. Well, let me say first what we're doing here. We're creating a system that keeps you accountable to know what the heck you update your profile with. So I'll explain what we're going to do, and then we'll talk about it creatively. I envision Instagram strategy in the way that I created four tweet types years ago. I envision Instagram having six content types. You've got two rows of three. We don't have one row of three because if we just did three things, it would get very repetitive. So I like to think of your Instagram as two rows of three. Let's assign a purpose to each placeholder in this two rows of three uh, formation. And, and, And so we almost create like six types, six categories that you can create within. How does that sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds that sounds cool. With magic in mind, tell me a bit about what you love to do, like whether and what's important to you. So, for example, I know that your friends are really important to you. Maybe LA is is important to you now. Are there certain types of illusions that you love to do? Like, talk me talk me through things that really pique your interest. Okay, so when it comes to my life, I think I have uh, multiple things in mind. Uh, if we talk about magic, especially, I say that, you know, live magic and, and, and interacting and talking to people, magic, you know, there's, there's magicians that just do magic for the cameras or for, on stage or anything. My, my, my big thing is connection and talking and everything. I'm good at talking and connecting with people. So that would be a, a big part of me, not just in magic, but in life, too, you know, just talking to people, connecting a lot with people that satisfies a lot my personality. So I think that talking to people and inspiring and motivating, that's a big part of me. And uh, magic is a tool to do that, too. So that would be number one. When it comes to activities or places, I'm a huge traveler. I love exploring, you know, I travel a lot, too. And um, I enjoy doing it and finding, you know, the culture and the small things, the stories of the people on the street, you know. So that would be number two, um, traveling and talking to people's stories. I love well, coffee uh, is a big part of me, as well as music. I love music with, with all my heart, too. I go to concerts. I listen to music all the time. And film is another, is, is, films are another big part of my life stories, you know, that, that inspires me a lot, too. Um, I would say books now, too, a lot. I read one book a month now. I'm getting used to L.A., so L.A. has a lot of interesting things, and I think that that's a big important thing right now in my life. What else can I say? This was a really, really great list and it, and it kind of set off this light bulb for me and I want to know what you think about it. So obviously magic is very, very competitive and there are people out there who are very established and very good at doing it. So I kind of yeah. want, like the idea of you being positioned as someone who's really down to earth and I kind of like this angle of you being a person who's finding everyday magic by using magic. Okay. Expanding everything magic by more. Yeah. yeah. So with that in mind, it's it's not 
only about your illusions, but it's also about you finding like those everyday magical things that inspire you and the people around you. So for example, like you're very inspired by people, by your family and friends and connecting with with people around you. You're very inspired by culture. So travel, exploring, coffee, food. And then you're also inspired by the arts, by music, film, books. And then of course, magic is a really, really big part of your life too. So how does that feel to you? Do you like the thought of you being someone who's finding everyday magic? No, no, no. Of course, of course. And, you know, telling those those stories is what really motivates me, you know, to do magic, to have a purpose by doing that, you know, know, just just doing a trick, you know, which you can learn on YouTube. For example, when I was in Colombia two weeks ago, I went to do magic for the military guys back in Colombia. The trick, of course, is, is cool and it's, it's amazing and it's, it's the astonishing part. But the, the fact that there were, you know, you know, military people and the story that they have and that they come from different parts of Colombia to fight for Colombia, this and this and that, you know, that's the self-improvement, the interesting part and then, and the, you know, the story behind it and what is, could, could inspire people to, you know, not just my tricks, which of course are are cool and are the, the center of everything, but the what happens through me, you know, with through my tool, through my language, which is magic. I love it. And just with any type of performer, there's always a wall normally, like they're putting on a show. And I kind of like this idea of you being yourself and not putting on a show and you're actually out among the people. I like it. I like it, Lauren. That being the show, like an everyday show, of maybe one magical moment a day with some random people, with some, you know, even if it's a homeless, if it's a singer, if it's a this and this and how we can connect and, you know, share some moments with that. Definitely. So so here's what I'm thinking with those six spots is, is we want to assign okay. a purpose to each one of those kind of sections in the two rows of three that Phil was talking about. So if you imagine assigning a number to each one of those six boxes, um, we'll want to post in this order. And and the reason why we structure it this way is it actually makes it easier to post content when you have some sort of a limit to work within. Otherwise, it's like, you okay. know, when you can post anything, you post nothing. So <laughs> yep. for a plan for you, this is what I'm thinking. Spots one, three, and five, which is every other square, that is something to do with magic, just overtly with magic. So you can be doing an illusion anywhere. You could even just be showing a deck of cards, but just magic has to be part of that image or that video that you upload. Okay. And so it's going to be about half of the content you're putting out there. The In the spot... Okay, half of the content. Amazing. Yeah. And then in spot number two, I think this spot should be about people since connecting with people is so important to you. So it could be about your friends, your family, someone you just met. And I don't think that magic needs to be at the forefront of this. I think it's okay to just say like what inspires you about that person, like what's magical about them. Okay. So I'm going to have you nod Phil, like if you it. agree. Do you, yeah. Okay, great. And then so in the fourth spot, that's where you put culture. So anything that has to do with travel, exploring, coffee, food, that's where that spot would go. So again, maybe you would want to do like a flashback to an image in Colombia or the coffee that you're drinking at the a new coffee shop that you just found in LA. And again, I don't think that magic needs to be part of this because if we're going to be presenting you as like 
an approachable person. We don't want to always be selling something. Okay. I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. And in the the final spot is um, spot six. That would be the arts. So I think any sort of music, film, book that's inspiring you and again, you think is magical in some way, I think that would be a good opportunity to put that there. Yeah, hey, I, I like it, Lauren. I like it a lot. That's getting more, more, uh, how to say it, more context. More, it has a structure now. This kind of structure is really meant to just create rules, parameters that you can create within. And what it also does is it makes it more clear what your audience is getting from you, right? When they start to see some continuity in what you post and how those posts look, even just every opportunity that exists to tell a story, that gives the kind of confidence to, for example, a potential client, the kinds of creative ways that you can tell their story, right? It's really just creating that trust in your potential client, in your audience, in your fan. I'm excited about this. No, and, and, and what I feel too is that it's to give me sort of a, a character, you know, a more established personality on social media too that goes along with me. Totally. Like in spot number four, let's say that you take a photo of a new, like a restaurant you went to that was amazing. And if you tag that restaurant in it and you've got all of your illusions and cool videos on your feed for half of what you're posting out there, there's a really good chance that the restaurant is going to wonder, okay, who who tagged themselves in this photo? You know, who who's checked into our restaurant? Go to your profile, see that you perform these amazing illusions and possibly it might ask you to come in and do a show. Why not? Exactly, why not? Cool, so... If you're feeling up to the challenge, I definitely encourage you to follow this system. You're allowed to take one day off a week, but you have to post six times a week following the structure. And it's really just going to help create some continuity to your feed and, and really help make you a bit more approachable. Definitely. And creating sort of a schedule for my, for my content too. And for me, that pushes me too. And that gives me sort of a challenge to being more active not just on Instagram, of course, but on, on my life. So, you know, you have to go find that story. You have to go find that moment. You have to go record that video. You have to go do this and this and that, which, of course, it takes me out of this comfort zone that I can't be in and, and, and just pushes me through that. I don't even want to talk about anything else because I feel like if you, like many creatives, performers, artists, get inundated with information it means that you're less likely to take action. I really think this is what you need to focus on. Does that sound good? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I think we got a bunch of ideas and points that need to be taken care of so we can go to the next chapter after that. Yes, we can. Awesome, guys. I, I, I really feel, feel the change, which is amazing. Thank you. Thank you for, for making me a part of this and for you know just always believing in me and everything. It's, it's exciting what's coming up. Our pleasure. And thank you. What I love knowing is that you will take this and run with it. So you have to circle back with us and let us know how this goes. Um, not just you, Nicholas, but also people listening. If you're able to kind of organize your strategy and run with it, uh, we want to hear how that's going for you. But we will let you go. We'll let you get to work. And um, <laughs> thanks so much. It's been such a, a pleasure. Okay, my friends. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. 
talk about taking some disorganization and making a system out of it. It's funny because you can tell that Nicholas is like such an artist, you know? He's like, oh yeah, I'll post on Instagram twice a week. I'm, it'll be about magic. Like, no, artists actually need to like treat themselves as content machines in a way and as rigid and possibly boring as it may be to create a schedule. I think it's actually going to help them. I can vouch for how useful that is. If people have followed me on Instagram shameless self-promotion, you will have noticed that even since January, I have posted a lot more. My posts have been better because I've actually thought about them minutes before I posted them. I know what I'm going to post tomorrow. I said this to Nicholas just now. I know what I'm going to post tomorrow. I know what I'm going to post next week because it's all planned out. I've given it thought ahead of time. It's not that that can't change, by the way, but I have a system and I stick with it. And that helps creative minds for sure. I would say that knowing what you're going to post is one thing, but knowing that what you're you're going to post is going to be effective is like really what's beneficial about creating a schedule. Is that especially someone like you, like in 2017, you would just obsess over what to post to the point of not posting at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think Nicholas is kind of in the same boat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, we want to know what you think. Did you find this little lesson and conversation useful? Let me know. Let Lauren know. You can find her on Twitter at... The Lauren Moore. You can find me on Twitter at... Phil Allen. Yep. And use the hashtag brand therapy so that we can track the conversation. If you're a fan of this podcast and you keep coming back for more, subscribe. Go to iTunes. This really helps us if you subscribe and leave a five-star review. It helps other people find this podcast that might find it useful so they can make their brands better. I think you summed that up really nicely. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here for this episode and we look forward to seeing you at the next one. Until then. Bye. Here's what's coming next week. Each year, it's just gotten bigger and better and we've had some, obviously, bumps along the way. But we're at a point where, like, it's time to be more sophisticated. 